Blessings and salutations, mystics. Welcome back, listeners, and welcome new listeners as well. I am your host, Lily Moon. This podcast is dedicated to sharing brew that uplifts the collective spiritual wellness and growth, discussing all things spirituality and pure, pure, pure magic. This podcast is sponsored by Mystic Moon Medicine, which is my portal of love to the world, where I offer and share sacred ancestral tools for healing my tides and navigating the depths of the soul. I offer this through intuitive readings of tarot and astrology and by creating tools enhanced with magic and spirit. I return to the space as a diviner, as a healer, as a fourth generation medium. I could probably go back further if it wasn't for, you know, (laughs) genocide and slavery. Uh, a channeler and a nomad of the realms and of course overall witch. Now this potion brewing includes uh, mermaids, big earth abundance energy and Beyonce and more. Now before I stir and pour out this brew housekeeping and tings first my pretties. My intention with this podcast is to reach as many magical beings as possible. And as a listener, you can help support this intention by liking episodes on Apple, reviewing us five stars, but also writing reviews on Apple, you guys. This really, really helps the platform grow and really helps us share the magic with everyone else who also requires it and and wants it, okay? But also following the podcast online. So recently I actually just made a Instagram account handle for this podcast. So you can find us on Instagram at the brew lowly moon. And so follow us there to keep us, you know, within your social circle. And of course, sharing the podcast on social media as well with other mystics also helps us. Now, You can also support by becoming a patron and joining the Mystic Moon Coven on Patreon. This is an abundance exchange which allows you to receive exclusive offerings including weekly video tarot readings and moon scopes, exclusive coven access to spells, rituals, magical and holistic recipes, a deeper look at astrology through exclusive insights written by yours truly because there is a lot more stuff going on. Uh, during the weeks and days that I don't cover during this show because otherwise it would be like three hours long. Um, But also astrology workshops and courses so that you can learn to enhance and empower your life. And uh, I will give you guys one little hint to say that this particular aspect of the coven on Patreon is going to be very, very, very booming starting uh, during Aries season. So if you are looking to learn some stuff, you might want to join the coven now so that you can actually have access to those things when they show up, okay? Uh, And this is also just to help enhance and empower your life having the tools of astrologies. And that's why I want to show you guys how to, how to use it, how to read it, all those good things. Now, coven members can also join the exclusive coven meetings during new and full moons to discuss how the moon will affect them personally, as well as receive one-on-one readings with me where we discuss personal items that can be conjured, within the apothecary slash botanica or personal work that is done on your behalf on one of my altars. Um, So this is actually more so candle magic where we can create a custom candle for you. Or maybe there's one that we already have in the apothecary that's ready to go for you. And I would do the work on your behalf on my altar because I have, (laughs) I have 
I have alters like like no other and uh, I can do the work for you guys who don't have you know the comfort level to conjure and and create um, that kind of type of level of magic they're looking for that type of level of execution and prosperity plus as a mystic moon cabin member you can also receive discounts on readings for life and much more and you can find the link to this offering in the show notes as well as where to find us on social media all right let's get into it so starting with our astro tea oh my goodness you guys first of all it is finally pisces season and i am so excited I absolutely love Pisces season, um, so I just wanted to say a big shout out to the Pisces, so happy soul return Pisces for those of you who are celebrating. It is officially Rihanna and Erica Badu season, so get all your music and tunes and looks together, mystics, okay? All right. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on actually this season that we have, and um Honestly, I'm really, really, really excited. If you are a Pisces sun, a Pisces moon, or a Pisces rising slash ascendant being, this is going to be a really, really, really big season for us um, because of the movement, of course, of what is going on. Now, for all mystics, but especially for those of you who have Pisces in your big three, okay, this is a really potent time to work abundance magic especially the Pisces Risings, Pisces Ascendants, okay? Y'all better work your magic, okay? Because Venus is going to be on the Ascendant very, very soon as she enters Pisces, which, yes, I'll be talking about in this episode. And so it's really, really, really important that we are using this time to our advantage, okay? And I also just want to say shout out to Aquarius season as well and Mercury Retrograde because... As much as, you know, Mercury retrograde was a hot ass mess, as we expected, um, it was really, really, really good and extremely necessary as well, I feel personally. I don't know how you guys feel about your Mercury retrogrades, but for me personally, I felt as though, for the collective anyway, from what I could see and from myself, it felt like as if there was less focus on the technology side and a lot more focus on our internal lives which of course every retrograde is about that it's about the internal that's why it's going backwards but i don't know aquarius season the aquarius mercury retrograde really just uh it really <laughs> gave us a huge reality check it's like those really corny like cop shows they have on tv where someone is like with their partner their cop partner or whatever and the partner is freaking out and so the other partner like takes them in their in their hand and like bitch slaps them a couple times being like girl get a hold yourself I feel like that's what mercury retrograde has done and is continuing to do a lot of interesting themes of inner child work and shadow work came up of course um, but it was really 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 good and I feel like mercury retrograde gave us you know a break in certain ways in terms of not messing so much with our technical stuff and not so much messing with our 3d stuff but they really or you know mercury really he he put it on us okay this mercury retrograde was not easy i will not say it was easy because it wasn't i honestly feel as though the actual shadow parts of the retrograde were the hardest parts more so than the actual retrograde piece itself so 
I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that's just how I felt. It was very, very, very um, intense and it was, you know, full of wisdom and lessons that, you know, I'm so tired of seeing and hearing, but retrograde season is really allowing us to get things done properly for the second or third time. You know, they say third time's the charm. So there's definitely this, you know, this feeling in the air and this energy in the air of being given second chances or maybe third chances or fifth chances or whatever it is. If you're one of those people that's counting how many times you've fallen down, remember to count as well how many times you've gotten up. And, you know, this retrograde has really helped us to redo those things and, and do them better. And I really hope for all of us that we have completed this because when Mercury goes retrograde later on this year, it is going to be um, even more interesting, but we won't get too ahead of ourselves. But anyway, I just want to say shout out to Mercury retrograde. Thank you, Mercury, for all the lessons and the wisdom that has been gained and received and obtained as well during this transit. I am extremely appreciative. Now get the hell out of my 12th house because I am tired. I am tired. I am tired. I'm tired. This Aquarius stelium has your girl wide fucking awake almost every single night. I don't even know how I'm sitting up right now and recording this, but it is what it is. Uh, but I am really, really, really appreciative of Mercury retrograde, honestly, this season, as well as, of course, Aquarius season. Aquarius season brought us a lot of really great gems as well. And I'm really, 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 really happy to see that. Um, something I want to point out actually that kind of came to fruition and, you know, I know I've talked about in previous episodes, this idea of us jumping timelines and as a reminder, you know, Saturn and, and Jupiter are both the keepers of time. And so we just jumped from two Saturn seasons of Capricorn and Aquarius season. And now we're finally in the season of Jupiter again, which is, well, Jupiter and Neptune, which is Pisces season. And so I feel like timelines are still being shifted a lot. And I'm seeing this happen within my own personal studies of astrology because um, one of the predictions that I had brought up, that I had written, that I was seeing for the Newman in Pisces, which doesn't happen until March 13th, was the fact that I was seeing a lot of talk about um, astronomy and space travel was a really big thing that was standing out to me. And if you don't believe me, you can go ahead on the website and read it. It's all there for you. But on March 13th for the Newman in Pisces, I was really seeing this heavy influence of space travel being, you know, brought up. Now that timeline could still play out. There could be more discussion about space travel at that time, but I'm pulling this out now because this week I've seen in the human news is that NASA has finally, I think their camera, robot, whatever they're working on, has landed on Mars officially. And we have some, you know, black and white, weird ass looking photos of Mars now, which is so crazy to think about. Um, so shout out to NASA as well for that. Um, but yeah, definitely jumping timelines again. And that's kind of how I study the timelines being jumped is looking at what my predictions have been so far or what they were for the year ahead and how they play out in their different pockets. Because sometimes they come up, you know, a month behind, but usually this happened last year too, when I was predicting certain things, um, they happen about a month ahead of their time. So really interesting to see how that plays out. And I cannot wait to see 
what else shows up for us during this time. Um, but welcome to Pisces season. It is the season of the mermaids. It is the season of the depths. It is the season of water. It is the season of the fish, the yin and the yang, the, the light side, the dark side, the unpredictableness of it all, and all of the above. It's going to be really interesting. So going into a little bit more of our astro cheeks, we got a lot to talk about. Um, what we have right now going on, well, actually it was yesterday, technically speaking, was the first quarter moon in Gemini. And so the first quarter moon allows us to kind of think about what are our intentions that we've set during the new moon cycle. So during the new moon of Aquarius, which we had last week, what are our intentions that we have set and prepared for? Um, during that time and how are they developing now a week later now that we're in the first quarter moon in, in, in uh, Gemini we're still in this element of air and, and thinking critically and strategically uh, but now it's time for us to readjust those uh, those commitments and ensuring that they are still aligned to our best highest self now during this first quarter moon we do have an aspect of an intense exact square of Venus to Mars. So this can cause some tension within our personal relationships. So if you've got some situationships, relationships, entanglement ships, all the above, whatever, okay, there could be some, you know, disagreements going on. There could be some frustration going on potentially to do with communication and wanting communication from certain people and wanting to assert yourself in certain ways and wanting to be received and accepted. And maybe the people that you're trying to be accepted by are just, you know, they're going through it. Um, so as a reminder for everyone during this weekend, I'm not going to go into all the details of that aspect because if you want those details, you can join the coven. Um, I will say that remember that everyone is doing the best that they absolutely can. And even though it might not feel that way, it's really important for us to hold that as our vision because when we start to tell ourselves and assume what people's intentions are as negative or not we start to create this you know this idea and energy of lack in our minds and it can be really dangerous and not even just that it just becomes a complete distraction you know and i'm not saying that to say oh stay positive good vibes only nah fuck that shit if, if you feel that someone is sending you some bad juju then handle your business, witch, okay? Handle your business. But don't quiver and, and waste time simmering in that energy. Deal with it and put it out of its misery. Don't sit there and wrap yourself up in it and create a blanket with it and a throw with it and pillows and all this shit and then get comfortable in it. No, take care of it, handle it, and move forward because all this juju that I'm about to get into you guys for the Astro Tea about you know all these things that are happening we need to be extremely focused there is no time for bullshit okay no time at all so we have the first quarter moon gemini happening and then two days later so tomorrow actually if you're listening to us on saturn's day but i'm the day i'm recording this we actually have mercury stationing direct thank the goddess oh my goodness so on sunday 21st of February at 12.52 a.m. and that is Eastern Standard Time so you know what to do with that go ahead and convert that into your time zone we have Mercury stationing direct now during this time we do have Scorpio at the Ascendant 
okay? And we, of course, have the heavy Aquarius stellium as well still going on. And it is actually in the third house. So this brings us a lot more Gemini energy because the third house is ruled by Gemini. And while this is happening, we have three of those planets in the stellium, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, all making a trine to the Gemini moon because yes, even as, as, as of tomorrow, when Mercury goes direct, the moon will still be in Gemini and is now waxing. So this is a lot of communication energy and a lot of Gemini energy. So a lot of deep self-reflection. It's almost like as if, okay, maybe you guys didn't have to do this, but here in the North, in Canada, at least in the, in the Peel region, shout out to those of you from the GTA, gang gang. Um, a lot of our teachers, especially like the French teachers, for those of us who parle le français, um, in our schools, we were always given this exercise to sit quietly at our desks and write in our little cahiers, aka journals, and reflect on our weekend and write like little journal entries about our weekend and, and you know, using certain words and verbs and tenses and etc. And, you know, that's cute, whatever. But I'm saying this to say and sharing this to say that I feel that this weekend, especially Sunday and going into Monday as well, there's going to be a lot of that energy, a lot of, you know, sitting down with our personal journals of our minds and reflecting on the retrograde and really going within ourselves deeply to see how it went. But also Gemini likes to bring us people like ourselves and like our tethered self, okay? And show us that different version of ourselves to ensure we've understood and overstood and digested this lesson slash wisdom to the best of our ability. So that could be going on a lot as well. Now, you guys might hear some cats whining in the background. It's because I've kept my door closed so that they can't come in because they can be really distracting during this time. Um, but that being said, if you hear any banging going on, just ignore it. It's just my massive cats trying to get into my room, okay? All right. Now, during this time, we do have the moon conjunct to the north node of destiny, which will provide us with the extra boost of confidence, okay? And both of these bodies are in the seventh house. So this is even more air energy because the seventh house is ruled by Libra. So this tells us that there's going to be a lot of crown and throat chakra stimulation, okay? So lots of conversations, lots of overthinking. And with that being said, it's really best to stay offline, honestly, for the weekend and really just stay within ourselves and to ourselves and unplug. I know that for myself personally, uh, I am trying to do that, but it is still going to be a very busy weekend for myself. But really trying to unplug and retain our energy to the best of our ability is extremely important, okay? So focusing on your inner world instead without trying to add the validation of the outer world. We are now in Pisces season, my loves. Therefore, this realm has become extra non-relevant, like completely non-relevant. Take this advice from a Pisces ascendant being, okay? I am a pro at detaching from this realm. I'm barely even in this realm, to be honest. Like, I got one foot in this door, one in the other door, and it's, uh, it's a blessing <laughs> and it's a curse, but really understand that Pisces season is really about us understanding our internal worlds and not necessarily disconnecting completely from reality, 
but detaching from what the validation of that reality really is because that shit will fuck you up all over the place, okay? Now, with these positive aspects in the element of air, we can really transform our realities, my loves. Air is extremely quick. It is the fastest of the elements, actually. Air spreads fire. It can move water and carry pieces of the earth within itself, okay? Air is potent as fuck, and I just wanted to say that because I don't think this element gets the recognition it deserves. So if you're listening and are an air sign, hi, I love you very, very much. It's not easy having to to transform yourself because so many do not understand your language at all, okay? And it's hard to live that way when your ultimate mission here on Earth is literally to channel the universe through your existence, through communication. So shout out to the air signs. I love you guys. I know that we're often misunderstood. Um, But anyways, that being said, if we can take more moments for ourselves during this time and really get to the bottom of these graveyards full of dead thoughts that really aren't useful, we can move mountains. This is so corny, but I know that you know this. We are one of the elements getting in the way of our desires, my loves. And I say one of the elements because the matrix and the system still exist and it is still very real. Um, But we can shift our mindset and therefore shift the energy of lack into the energy of abundance if we take the time to unplug. So unplug and disconnect completely. That is the only way through it, okay? Allowing ourselves to slow down and ask ourselves what each thought really means. This exercise can help us ground ourselves and slowly begin to declutter our minds because we have so many damn tabs open. And you would think because now that we're in Pisces season, it would slow down. But remember, my loves, we still have Mercury in an air element, okay, and still retrograde right now until Sunday. Um, but we still have this heavy Aquarius stellium too, so that's still going to mess with our minds as well. Now, when we start to reorganize our thoughts, we begin to think differently, and over time, we move differently. And this can shift our aura, our environment, and so therefore our realities. Now, there's a lot of heavy shit going on in the world, and it's really tough to cancel out. Let's be honest. Like, shit is disgusting. It's really hard to be here. Um, but we can't really, you know, cancel it out because people are literally dying everywhere. Death is extremely present right now. And yes, death is always present, but death has been so much more relevant and present now these days in more ways that we are not used to seeing and I believe that is what makes a lot of what our current reality is even harder is seeing all these different versions of death that we're not really used to seeing you know so we're used to seeing people die from violence police brutality drunk drivers on the road and other tragedies and what have you but Seeing people die in these masses from disease is something that's very new. Well, it's a, it's a pattern that's come back again, okay? We, we've seen this pattern before with Ebola and SARS and whatever other diseases that have been out there. Um, but it's kind of come back and it's really put this state of shock in us. And I really want to say that I'm speaking more so from the point of view that I live in, okay, which is on Turtle Island, 
aka North America. I can't speak for third world countries. Obviously, there has been diseases, you know, taking over for 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 decades. I'm sure. Um, but for those of us who are in, you know, on Turtle Island in North America, this rampage of death in this new way has been really hard for us to grasp, to be honest. Okay. And so the least that we can do for ourselves, regardless of what our reality is outside of our homes is be gentle on ourselves. Okay. So be more compassionate and understanding of what we are going through and not feeling guilty for feeling bad about your damn self because you're allowed to be. Okay, you're allowed to have compassion for other beings outside of your reality, but also still hold space for yourself. Don't feel guilty about that. Okay, don't feel guilty about that. Um, And honestly, your guilt is probably a trauma response that you want to talk to somebody about. But anywho, the important thing is to do our best to transform how we feel. Okay, so letting the emotions run their course um, and, and, and feeling them through to their absolute depths, because again, Pisces season Okay, but we also have to know that when it's done, we got to move on. Now, this cosmic event is only going to bring us that reality check, but in the best way possible. All right. With this aspect as well, I just want to say, you guys, that the opportunities are absolutely endless. There is major Wheel of Fortune Queen of Pentacles, Ten of Cups kind of vibes going on with this movement of Mercury going direct. That's really what I feel. So for those of you who read the tarot, that is what it feels like, okay, in the cards. I didn't pull those cards. I'm just explaining what the movement feels like, okay? Now, that being said, this movement and this aspect is really going to help support um, our magic of writing petitions and candle magic with a focus intention on protection, cleansing, unblocking, road opening, and even prosperity magic will be a very, very potent energy that is supported at this time, okay? Now, as a reminder, this is just when Mercury is going direct. The shadow period of Mercury's retrograde does not end until March 13th, which is also the same day as the Pisces new moon. So if you are planning to do some abundance magic, I recommend you wait until... Um, the Pisces new moon to complete it. Now that new moon is so damn juicy, you guys. Oh my gosh. It is so juicy. I am so excited. Uh, but I will have to hold my excitement until the next episode, at least when I do talk about it, but protection and cleansing work now, abundance magic later is what I would recommend for the collective. Okay. Now we as a collective must learn to take our time as well, adjusting to our new growth. You know, there is so much around us still that is settling in, that we've called in, that we've prayed for, you know, moons before that we kind of forget about. And we don't even realize that those energies are still setting in because in our minds, it has already settled the moment we received it. But the truth is um, our environments and ourselves and our spirits still have to adjust to these new elements too. And we don't realize that enough, I don't think. So now is the time to hold space for that feeling and give thanks and and show gratitude, okay? There is so much good shit that is coming to us right now, like Venus going into Pisces, which I am about to discuss next, okay? 
Venus will be entering Pisces on Jupiter's day, which I absolutely love because, you know, Pisces is ruled by Jupiter as much as it is by Neptune. And this is happening on February 25th at 11, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I, it doesn't get more Piscean than that. Like what? This is crazy. You can't make this shit up, you guys. This is just how the cosmos like to show us, show off to us humans, I feel honestly and truly. Um, this is the most Pisces thing I've ever seen and I just really love it. But anyway, at this time, we will have a Gemini ascendant with the moon in Leo. And this is some serious, vibrant energy, mostly because the moon is waxing at this time and because we are a couple of days away from the Virgo full moon. Um, so if you wanted to start your abundance magic from a few days ahead, because maybe the ritual that you want to complete is going to take a few days to prepare, and it needs to be broken down to parts, I would definitely suggest starting on this day, okay? So again, that is Jupiter's day, Thursday, February 25th. You could definitely start your full moon practices and rituals from then. Now, it'll be really important for us to ensure that our altars and overall selves are well taken care of on this day because it can be filled with some really strong uh, cunty, emotions if I say for myself um, <laughs> the waxing Leo moon sits exactly opposite of Jupiter who's in Aquarius at this time but also is opposite to Mercury and Saturn all in the eighth house so Jupiter Mercury and Saturn will all be in the eighth house during this time and as we've known from previous moon cycles and previous you know events that have happened this seems to be a really present place and prominent place for these planets to sit in, okay? When we had our other moons, we've had a lot of Cancer ascendant um, items. And so a lot of those planets were already in the eighth house. It's happening again. So we're still doing a lot of work that is to help balance out the realms themselves. So we could potentially release this frustration on those that are closest to us, I will say, which is why earlier I mentioned the cuntiness. And the reason why I say to those closest to us is because the eighth house is that scorpion energy, which does, you know, bring us to this idea of others involved with our affairs and what have you. Now, of course, no surprise with us being deep in our feelings as we are currently in the season of the emo, I mean the fish, which means lots of emotions, okay? Venus in Pisces pulls us deeper into Wonderland and way, way beyond this realm. And that's why it's very important that we have strong routines right now, okay? The Virgo full moon will remind us when she gets here, um, she will remind us of this, but it would be even better if we started now so that we could actually you know, enjoy the full moon by doing that abundance magic that we have been looking so forward to. Pisces can really put on a show and play up any dream or illusion we desire. Okay, Pisces is the shapeshifter. Pisces is, is a magician of its own ways. It is the first and last mystic, okay? Pisces is the oldest of them all. That is why it is last. I don't know if you guys ever have had this dynamic in your families, but in my family, um, we when we have you know Christmas and whatever holidays we're doing, 
we tend to have the youngest person go first with opening their gifts and then the last person being the eldest, okay? And it's so funny because my my grandmother's actually a Pisces and you know, she'll be, she'll be with us for Christmas too. And she literally goes last, but when it comes to eating our foods and and having our meals, she always goes first. We always make sure that she gets her shit first, but just to show you guys this idea of, you know, Pisces is the elder of the, of the, of the Zodiac and Pisces gets a lot of bullshit and a lot of nonsense being talked about of like, oh yeah, Pisces is unrealistic. Pisces doesn't know what it's talking about. Pisces doesn't pay attention. Um, that's not true. Pisces, pays more attention than you could even imagine with both of your eyes goddamn open. But you are probably just so involved and so self-absorbed that Pisces would, ra- would rather blast off to Neptune than hear an ounce of what you have to say. So if you ever catch yourself talking to someone with a Pisces element in their big three or even in their Mercury or Venus or Mars, honestly, ask yourself, what are you really talking about? Because maybe they don't give a fuck because you're just talking about nonsense about this realm that they could really care less about. Pisces requires a deeper um, trigger of stimulation of the mind, of, you know, the spirit itself. And if we talk all this nonsense, then they don't listen. Pisces will not listen, okay? Now, Venus being in Pisces can really show us, you know, what it's like to be a siren, on the hunt for a sailor. And, you know, this poor sailor has no idea they're about to be pulled into the depths. But Pisces energy and Venus can really do that. We may think we want to follow the beautiful creature of the siren, but we could very much so be led to a massive sea monster, like the Kraken or, you know, some weird ass other thing. I don't know. Now, this transit will show us and, you know, allow us to understand, you know, what happens if we indulge too much in our comfort zones, okay? So enjoying these comfort zones is not a crime. No, it's not, especially when you're doing your internal shadow child, you know, inner child work. But it's really important for us to know when comfortable becomes a blockage, okay? Using this transit to the best of our magical abilities will require us to create a stable routine that helps strengthen our intuition and also maintaining a very human routine. This is super, super, super important. Something super basic, but something we can return to on a regular daily basis is required and it will keep us grounded and be our anchor here during Pisces season, which we desperately need because the sun is literally gonna be conjunct to Neptune for a hot minute, okay? Now, for some of us, this practice is being new is, is you know being new to plants and buying new plants maybe and keeping up with those cycles of, of plants and, and watering them and, and adding more earth elements of buying the plants for our spaces. And for others, it's yoga and mastering the sun and moon salutations. You know, it could be cooking for yourself for once versus Ubering all your damn food. But whatever your routine is, keep it simple and stick to it. Because for the darker side of Pisces, it's something we do not want to meet, okay? If we become too engaged with our comfort zones, then we will be consumed by it and remain where we are. Therefore, we're not moving forward and just being where we are. And so by being, we will slowly decay over time without us even realizing it. 
during this shift as well i want to point out the midheaven is in aquarius at the 20th degree while jupiter conjuncts the midheaven so again venus is entering pisces on jupiter's day and jupiter is going to be conjunct to the midheaven do you not see how beautiful that is like for those of you astrologers nobody's astrologers advanced astrologers who are listening to this i know you guys know what i'm talking about but this is big abundance energy big 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 fat poom poom abundance energy okay and it's something we can really use to our advantage our rituals can be over the top at this time if we choose it will help us really see what it is that we're trying to bring in and really get us in that mood and really in that vibe okay so if you want to create a fancier bath ritual you may use salts and milks to enhance your physical being while adding fresh flowers and citrus fruits like grapefruit or oranges to your baths maybe adding some pillar candles and quartz and pyrite in each corner to enhance the vibrations okay make your rituals big if you choose at this time for this full moon you guys because the energy is gorgeous and you want to make sure that you are on the right side get on the winning team witch okay get on the winning team and the winning team is jupiter okay now gemini's aquarius uh leo's scorpio's taurus and libra placements this is going to be a really fun and really interesting time for you so be on the lookout because a lot of interesting things are going to be taking place okay taking some of my own brew that I have here. Um, moving into the full moon in Virgo, because yes, I wanna talk about the full moon in Virgo with you guys as well. This is going to be taking place on Saturn's day, so next Saturn's day, which is why I'm telling you guys about it now, because I don't know if I'll have another episode by then, we'll see. Um, I wanna give you guys a lot of time, okay? You guys get the good shit, so I'm telling you guys ahead of time. But anyway, it's happening next Saturn's day, which is the 27th of February at 3 17 a.m and this is eastern standard time now sagittarius is going to be at the ascendant at the 29th degree which means the south node will be sitting in the 12th house during this time and is at the 16th degree of sagittarius so this is going to bring up some old karmic patterns and bring in a lot of old memories from our past lives for those of you who choose to believe in the magic of reincarnation I, I personally see this placement trying to show us our subconscious and perhaps some really ugly truths that have taken place in our past lives, okay? The full moons always tend to bring things to the surface of the tides and bring those into the shores. Um, but because we are in Pisces season, I see a lot of, you know, maybe not necessarily secrets, but maybe they were kept as secrets to us that will now be um, exposed, okay? Now, the 12th house is where Pisces rules. So again, there's no surprise that we have movement and some action going on here. But this moon also will be bringing on themes of endings and beginnings as we have the sun, the moon, and Saturn at the 8th degree of their signs. Plus, the moon is already sitting in the 8th house, which is the only house that is ruled by Scorpio. And, you know... Scorpio likes to bring in that death and rebirth energy. Now, as a reminder, Saturn is one of the keepers of times and represents our past lives and our past itself, in my opinion. So these three placements of the 888th degree that I'm seeing 
are really going to strengthen the theme of us being taken down memory lane to reveal a deeper truth about ourselves. This is what I'm seeing for the collective. Now, plus with the ascendant and the descendant at the 29th degrees as well, this really shows that this moon will be bringing on the closing of chapters and the beginning of new ones as well. Now, the moon is also going to be sitting opposite to Venus, okay, who is conjunct to the moon at this time. So we could be feeling really off with certain offerings that are being brought to us. Now, beloveds, as a reminder, if you are feeling this way, ensure that you are following that inner knowing because there is a reason for it. Make sure you are listening to your intuition, okay? Now, Scorpio is all about our affairs with others involved. And when Venus sits opposite of that house, the eighth house, the cosmos are trying to encourage us to work on our own affairs without having them become mixed up with other beings and other people's ideas, okay? Now, does this mean we shouldn't work abundance magic? No, not at all. But what it does mean is that we need to be very cautious of what we share and with who. Virgo is a mutable sign and shows how to make things happen without even having to open their mouths. So really, this moon is a test to see if we require a parade to maintain our consistency and motivation within ourselves, or if we have the stamina and strength within to complete what is necessary regardless. And I really see this theme of moving in silence um, of what we're creating and working on really present because again, this full moon in Virgo is happening on the 27th. But as I mentioned earlier, the shadow period of Mercury retrograde doesn't end until the 13th, okay? So we still need to keep it all together because the miscommunication is still going on, which means the, the whack-ass evil eye and the weird-ass trajectory is still also going on. Now, we have a heavy stelium in the second house, okay, which is Taurus-ruled and therefore Venusian-ruled, so shout out to the Venus beings, love you guys, and it really focuses on our foundation of financial abundance and how we create this foundation, whether it's made of glass or concrete. So during this full moon, we will have Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, the Sun, and Neptune all sitting in this second house that is ruled by Taurus, okay? So this is a very heavy Earth element focused moon. I mean, of course. So ensuring that we are, you know, really have our finances looked at and, and, and making sure that we are being appropriate with them and ensuring that we're not overspending will be really important because this moon with Neptune sitting there is going to have us wanting to do all types of spending, okay? Oh, so just make sure that we are being really careful because with Neptune, again, sitting in this house and making a semi-square to Uranus, I can see that we may receive some surprise bills or charges on bills, um, like hidden fees, for example, that shouldn't be there. But maybe these surprises and these surprise fees of interest and late fees or what have you is due to our neglect in the 3D realm. And that is a shitty, shitty reality to sit with, but it is the truth, my loves, okay? So make sure that your bills and your finances and your abundance are looked at. I know a lot of us carry financial trauma um, just based off of how, you know, the system works in our favor and how it doesn't and our, our, maybe how we grew up as, as, as beings. But we really have to remember that money is still very real and um, 
we really have to remember to pay attention to that shit because it matters, unfortunately. It still does, okay? So as much as this moon is going to show us some deep and perhaps harsh truths to do with our past lives or our past within this lifetime, we're also going to have this secondary theme of as above, so below really play out, I am seeing as well. Now, I personally believe that our spiritual strength and connection to the divine can reflect our connection to this 3D material world as well. Now, obviously, there are certain limits to this. Not everyone's situation is the same. However, there is something to be said about someone who is abundant in the spirit realm, and so therefore there shall be abundant on this earthly plane too. When we take care of our spiritual hygiene, meaning taking care of ourselves, our altars, our houses, our bodies, we can really tune up the frequency of abundance around us. But it takes consistency, it takes dedication, and it takes discipline, okay? Your old life will cost you your new one. If your old life includes your self-doubt and your abilities, you holding on to behaviors and items or even people as a crutch to make yourself feel better, well, honey, guess what? You will eventually have to pay the price. When we are manifesting, we are not manifesting to stay at the level we currently are. No, usually when we manifest, we are doing it to level up. So how can we do that if we have elements that we carry weighing us down? It can be so frustrating and an annoying reality to accept especially in Pisces season, I know, trust me, I, I get it, but it is the truth, okay? We must look at our current situations with mirrors and ask ourselves, where am I responsible for the way these situations and blessings have manifested? It's not about beating yourself up and taking and making you feel bad about it, but it's about being honest and taking responsibility for your actions and being honest with ourselves so that we can improve and upgrade, okay, which, yes, we want to upgrade, don't we? Of course we do. Now, personally, I am extremely excited for this full moon because it carries so much prosperity juju in it, just as the Newman in Pisces does, but we won't talk about that just yet. But this is a perfect moon for abundance magic, uh, cleansing and releasing of old habits magic as well. You can complete both if you're really about that witch life. So, you know, do both, you know, do what thou wilt. Now, Sagittarius, Taurus, Libra, Virgo, Scorpio, and Pisces placements, this is going to be a really interesting time for you. Capricorn, I will also say for you as well, simply because the Ascendant is at the 29th degree of Sagittarius. So I do have a very strong feeling that you'll be catching some of the smoke too. <laughs> um, Libras, hello Libras. We are the midheaven for this full moon. So expect to be put in the spotlight and receive a lot of blessings at this time. So make sure you're on your A game and not overspending. Okay, good luck and don't fuck it up. All right, if you want to spend the coins, Libra, make sure your shit is in order and you're working smarter to shop even harder. Yes, that's what we want to do. So let's get into that, okay? All right, my loves. Moving into our spiritual gospel, um, this is going to be um, <laughs> an interesting spiritual gospel because it's really going to be a little bit more about the matrix, but I don't care. Um, Beyonce, Miss Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, 
hello, Miss Carter, we love you. Miss um, Beyonce has released a new, um, I guess, season, you could call it, of her Ivy Park line, clothing line, and she is calling it Icy Park. And this was released on the 19th of February. So literally, I think Friday, literally yesterday. Now, the day after Pisces season starts, okay, so Pisces season started on the 18th. She releases this on the 19th. And we are, well, I say we, but it's it's done for us. But there is an intense snowstorm going on due to the fact that climate change is real from global warming, which exists, okay? Um, but, and for those of you who are in Texas and, and the South, you know, my heart is with you guys. I'm sending you, sending you as much heat and hot fire as I can to, to get rid of the snow for you guys. I know that it's a really, um, it's a state of emergency, honestly, from what I can see from Twitter and the news, which I don't really watch, but you guys are really getting some, some, some fucked up shit. And I'm really, 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 um, sorry. And if you guys are listening to this and you have links to how mystics can support, um, those who are, you know, down there, please send them my way so I can share them because I really want us to help each other. That's what we're all here for. Okay. But anyway, back to Beyonce. Beyonce released all this stuff during this snowstorm. It's giving me big witch energy. Okay. It's really looking like a, I went to get a reading by my priest and, and this is what came up. Now, as most of you are aware, maybe you live under a rock, so if you're not, I will tell you now, there's been a lot of speculation about Beyonce and her spiritual practice. Now, we know she's a girl from the South, you know, so no surprise that magic runs in her veins. She's also a black woman, so hi, of course it does. Um, but due to some of her lyrics, from recent songs and her continued slayage, it's pretty obvious that Beyonce is a witch. More importantly, there's a very high chance that she is an Aborisha or maybe even an initiated being within an Ifa-based practice. And I say this because she talks about Oshun in her song, Black Parade, and how she charges her crystals under the full moon. So uh, happy full moon and Beyonce to Beyonce because that's literally her moon coming up. Um, but anyway, Sis isn't really hiding it at all. She's really not. She's really just out here telling us her little, her, her rituals, you know, or at least part of her rituals, you know, it's literally right there. But this whole Icy Park release and the fact that it manifested during such an intense time for Texas, where she is from, is giving me some serious child of Obatala vibes, okay? Obatala is one of the oldest Orisha, the most wise, and is the creator. Obatala is also known as the king of the white cloth and is always associated with those beings who are, you know, born albino and um, things that are, that are white, white elephants, albino elephants, albino tigers, you know, white is, is his color. Or I should say their color because Obatala can actually manifest in both a female or male uh, person or, or deity, spirit, energy, etc. Now, Obatala is also known for enjoying mountains. How coincidental is that, that Miss Beyonce, who's from the South, who lives in Texas or, you know, lives wherever she chooses to live that, that day, um, 
is releasing a whole, <laughs> a whole closet for cold winter wear called Icy Park, you know, kind of where you would wear this type of stuff when you're going to the mountains to go skiing or snowboarding. It's extremely coincidental. I personally believe, based on the power of Beyonce's ashe and knowing myself personally that Obatala is known for manifesting whatever they choose to with their words, plus Beyonce's uh, Libra Ascendant, I am calling it and, you know, this is not, again, I don't know her, obviously this is just speculation. Uh, she is definitely giving off child of both Oshun and Abatala. And this is just, again, me speculating and I don't know someone at all, but it's fun pop culture and it's something that I don't really talk about really often. But, and the reason why is because pop culture is overrated and it's exhausting, especially when you're literally fucking suffering during a goddamn pandemic. But Beyonce is an exception. Okay, we stand Beyonce here and all of her melanated magical beings who are, you know, uh, magic, of course. And so that is why I am talking about Beyonce, especially those who are melanated magical beings like herself that are empowering themselves through their work and connection to black ass spirits. And I say black ass spirits because... You know, there's a lot of, oh, you know, the Orisha don't see color. The Orisha, oh, the Orisha, maybe they weren't black. What? What are you even saying? These are deities and, and beings that originated from Yarba land in West Africa. How can you say they're not black? That's actually ridiculous. But if you go to your botanicas in the States, that I've seen at least, there are so many botanicas that are selling statues of Oshun and of Abatala and of the other Orisha and these like light-skinned looking cells. Some of them are even actually white, <laughs> believe it or not. And this is, you know, really unfortunate. And it just really shows how much colorism and how well Massa did their work on the black community and the diaspora. Um, but I will let y'all know the Orisha are black ass fucking spirits. And so when you're coming to them, come correct and make sure you're going to them through a black practitioner, um, a, a black of Orisha. That being said, I believe that the Orisha call on to anybody. So you don't even really have to be black, I don't believe, to, to honor them. But they are black ass spirits. And you will recognize that because they are black, black, blackity, black, 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 black. Black, 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 black. <laughs> okay? They are black. All right, so I'm going to get into the rant piece of this episode because there is a lot to say. So for the rant, I actually wanted to shout out the Black Mermaids. Um, and mainly because, one, February... Um, or as we learned in the last episode, Februaris in the Latin term. February is Black History Month, um, and we are now in Pisces season, which makes me think of mermaids. Um, I personally am obsessed with mermaids, if you didn't know. I am absolutely obsessed with mermaids. I love mermaids. They are amazing. They are magical beings. I personally believe that I was some sort of Atlantis being before this lifetime. But anyways... Mermaids are amazing. Black mermaids need to be given the recognition. So I'm going to do a little rant about them. 
So as you guys know, there is a new Little Mermaid coming out and um, it is going to be released. I don't know when. I, I haven't really looked into that too much. But Disney is recreating the Little Mermaid in the quote unquote, you know, real technology world. So not character, not in cartoons. And she's going to be black. And we are so excited about this. Um, and by we, I mean myself and I and my spirit team. Um, but to everyone else who was salty about it because Ariel wasn't going to be Caucasian, I'm going to just say Guan Sakyamara because you're ridiculous. Um, and you need to let it, let it go really and truly let it fucking go. Okay. Black mermaids have been around from before Disney even existed. Okay. And I don't want to hear that the little mermaid isn't even a Disney original story because I am very aware of that, honey. I am very, very, very aware of that. And I don't care if it came from some old ass folklore from Europe. You want to know why? Because before even that was around, Black mermaids and mermaids in general were around before, okay? In many African traditional religious uh, spiritual practices, water deities are very present and are extremely, extremely powerful. And those who are known to rule over and manifest within the rivers, the ocean, and the sea are very powerful deities. And... They are of the oldest water deities that exist. Because why? Because they are African, okay? So from Oshun to Yemoja to La Siren, who is also known as um, Ursuli, I believe, um, to River Mama to Injuzu, Mami Wata has many names, okay? Now, who is Mami Wata? Mami Wata is, well, this answer can vary from practitioner to practitioner, whoever you talk to. But from what I've experienced of this entity and from my own research, Mami Wata is the manifestation of various water deities of the continent of Africa, plus the diaspora. Um, it is a, di a deity. She's a deity that has traveled, you know, with her people across the oceans to ensure they had some sort of protection before entering their new lives filled with horror. So when you hear people, you know, name or when you hear the name Mami Wata being spoken, there is a very high chance that the being you're speaking with is referring to the various water deities that have manifested and are celebrated and are appeased within Africa and of course within the ATRs, AKA African traditional religious practices. Now, some may say that Mami Wata is um, one particular deity and you know, herself, but whenever I've seen these statements being made, I've also seen images of a completely different deity who is oftentimes bunched up with the manifestation of Mami Wata and honestly, I should have said her name too, so apologies to her. Um, but it's usually a completely different deity whose name is La Dominadora Santa Marta. And so she is a deity who is seen with a snake and is known to help with situations of abundance, love and health. Um, all of which are similar themes that the water deities of Mami Wata are known for. 
okay? And so I am gonna go a little bit more on this rant about this, but I really wanted to highlight Black Mermaids for a moment because y'all last year, I didn't have the podcast at the time to really talk about this, but now that we are in the season of water and we're in the season of mermaids, I'm gonna fucking talk about it now. Mermaids were here before your little concept of, of whiteness, all right? Black ass mermaids were here before Disney even let you know that mermaids could be white with red heads, with red hair, okay? Black mermaids have existed before your mama existed. Black mermaids existed before your little country existed. Black mermaids have existed before all of us existed. Black mermaids and mermaids in general have been manifested and celebrated across the continent of Africa, which is where life begins, civilization begins. So yes, they these deities are the fucking oldest. So I don't want to hear about no Greek goddess in the damn waters or whatever the fuck else you want to say. Listen, honey, nothing is older than Africa, period. All right, and if you want to be mad about that, Take it to your altar. I don't give a rat's ass. I really don't. But you will put respect on Mami Wata's name, okay? Because, and on Black Mermaids in general, okay? So please give some respect to Miss uh, Haley, who is going to be playing Ariel in the new Disney and, and show support because you guys, representation really matters. And I know you guys know this for the month of February and oh my gosh, Black Lives Matter and you guys want to pretend like you fucking care, but dead fucking ass representation across all cultures of all beings of this globe of this earth plane it fucking matters okay so for those of us who were excited i am excited too with you and for those of you who are salty and want to be mad about it because oh ariel's supposed to be caucasian suck your mother go on suck your mother and and mind your crotches and and, and take care of your pity them because i don't know what you're going on about it's ridiculous you have some things to go work on for real, for real, for real. And if you are salty about that, to be honest, you should just unsubscribe and unfollow me now because you are not for the space. You are projecting anti-blackness and that will not be accepted. It won't be. Okay. Put respect upon the mermaid name, especially the black mermaids. Okay. So Mami Wata is um, a wonderful deity, very powerful being who can manifest as a female, but also in male form as well. Because again, the siren, as I was mentioning earlier, when I talked about Venus and Pisces, the siren of Pisces is, <laughs> it's the energy of transformation. So sirens, mermaids, you know, in their mythical form can really be anything. And when we're talking about deities, of course that still applies for them too. Um, in Jamaica, actually, so in that list, I mentioned one name of Mami Wata being River Mama. And so that is actually what we call her in Jamaica. And so I am going to read you guys some notes about that because I want to make sure that I got all this stuff down for you guys. And of course, I'm only highlighting Jamaica because, hi, in case you didn't know, I'm Jamaican. Um, but in the Jamaican folklore, River Mama was also known as River Maid as well, but she's actually the legend of Ohema Nusuo and Yeye Omoeja. And Yeye literally means mother and Omo is, is, is child in its own way, but Yeye Omoeja kind of makes you think of Yemoja and also Oshun. Um, but anyway, um, water within the Jamaican folklore in our stories to do with, with spirituality is really you know believed and has always been believed as a very powerful place for extremely powerful spirits 
who are usually female because water is seen as a feminine element itself. Now, River Mama is believed to, you know, inhabit every single piece of water and stream within Jamaica. And for these reasons, a lot of times um, sources were, you know, given and sacrificed and, you know, worshipped where, you know, River Mama existed. So when my ancestors, the ancestors of Jamaica would, you know, do their work, do their, do their juju, and, and still do, all right? Shout out to the Obia Puman and Obia Mandem. Um, there is this, this heavy influence of giving the offerings to the water. Now, of obviously, Jamaica being a fucking island, you're surrounded by water, so where else would you put your damn offerings? But it was also to really appease the spirits of the water, and that biggest piece of that spirit was River Mama. So it was really meant to, you know, um, appease her to ensure that there was no droughts. And if there was droughts, they would do more offerings at the time to ensure that they had their things, such as their fish, to, you know, to, um, to, to eat and live, of course. But even those who um, were enslaved beings who worked in the waters or worked along the waterfronts or, you know, forced to work within the waterfronts, they would ask those who owned them to sacrifice an ox at the head of the fountain or the head of the river to um, provide and, 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 and give more of that life energy um, to the island. Now, something that I talked about a little bit, I think, on the last episode is the fact that we are now currently in the year of the ox um, in the lunar Chinese New Year. And so the ox, as a reminder, is a very strong, powerful animal and being of abundance. It is connected to abundance. It is connected to fertility and wealth, okay? And so they would, you know, give this this ebo, the sacrifice, to allow them to receive rain and, and, and you know, fish and, and, again, just water and life energy to keep them afloat. Now... Water, again, we all know that water is very, very, very important and really, really, and really relevant for all of us. Um, But there is this really strong element of that, especially for those of us who are from the Caribbean, okay? Because hurricane season is, is very real and your entire house and existence can be wiped out in just one wave. So appeasing these spirits was really important and still really is. Now, where particularly... River Mama exists in Jamaica that I've learned and I've seen personally um, is within the valleys of the St. Catherine countryside. Okay, there is a river that is known as Rio Cobre, aka the Snake River. And it was very secretive and it's, it's well known as a place where um, ghost stories, you know, manifest. Um, in Jamaica, we would say duppy. Duppy means <laughs> means spirits and ghosts. And there is this this ongoing folklore story of River Mama, where there is a golden table, and the moon will shimmer on that on that table where she'll appear. And you know, there would be sacrifices given, and sometimes people would be part of that sacrifice. And I'm not saying you know other beings killing other humans no not necessarily but more so people would be dragged underneath this golden table underneath this bridge that was at Rio Cobre 
and it's one of the oldest bridges in Jamaica and so it's where we believe the Ramama exists and I've actually have heard this really often where people would say you know if someone was drowning in the water someone drowns in the water for example in Jamaica a lot of elders will say oh Mami Wata took them Mami Wata took them Mami Wata brought them back home it's even more so they'll say and so it's a really it's a really big thing mermaids are a really big deal in Jamaica um, and there is a lot of um, you know need and motivation to try to capture this amazing being which obviously never fucking happened um, but yeah there's been a lot of need to try to capture her and 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 claim her because she's taking people um, but that being said I believe personally if we actually you know use our essence of of, of the divine to really connect with River Mama and Mami Wata within our spaces then maybe these things wouldn't happen as much I don't know but she is the embodiment of you know what the true abundance of Jamaica could really be and is if we were to appease her and do all these things and we've actually had stories of her being seen where she's actually combing her hair you know waiting for people to to maybe fall for her trap or whatever it is waiting for her you know her food to be brought to her um, some people would actually leave combs golden combs for her um, at the Rio Cobre to ensure that they had their abundance you know taken care of and and protected and uh, I don't really know if this is still ongoing I'm sure it is for some people I don't think that Rio Cobre is visited enough maybe and that's you know a whole other story but I will say that River Mama's essence in Jamaica aka Mami Wata's essence in Jamaica is very 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 real and extremely extremely prominent and the fact that she exists in the Rio Cobre so the river of the snakes is very telling um, because as I mentioned earlier there is a manifestation of her as La Dominadora Santa Marta that shows up with snakes herself so Mami Wata, River Mama, is well, well, well known. And I will actually share this personal story with you guys as well. Um, so when I went to um, Jamaica the last time back in 2019, it was I was going there to appease my ancestors because I had recently lost an ancestor the year before. And I really wanted to return to connect with the land a little bit more before I felt like their energy was really, you know, gone because I felt like my ancestor was still lingering on the earthly realm and plane and I knew that when I returned to home aka Jamaica that that would you know go away and they would be more at peace so anyway I went and I had this one mission which was to collect as many seashells as possible because hi <laughs> mermaid out of water over here um, but to my surprise I actually came across when I was walking on the beach in Negril there was these people selling um, or elders to say that were selling these beautiful carvings wooden carvings of mermaids and I freaked out because I was really you know my intention was to collect uh, seashells and items from Jamaica to bring back home here to create my altar space for Oshun because I am a Aborisha and a daughter of Oshun and Obatala but Oshun really rules my head so 
I was really trying to, you know, invoke Oshun as much as possible. And, you know, being, of course, on the island, the ocean and sea is right there. So Yemoja's presence was really powerful, too. And when I first went up to this, this table of the mermaids, I looked at all of them and I was like, okay, that one's really calling me. I really, really, really want this. It was like as if it pulled me in. Like she dragged me. It's like I felt like a fish on a hook being pulled in and reeled in and then flopping on the damn, you know, <laughs> baseboard of the damn boat being pulled in by her energy. It was intense. And I, you know, I was like, mm, I don't know, because my Libra son is very indecisive. And I walked away and I didn't buy the I didn't buy the mermaid just yet. And I walked away and I walked up maybe another good 10 minutes up the other way of, of the beach and I came across another elder who was selling bracelets. And so I wasn't planning to stop, but my bum ass partner at the time, his ego was so big that anytime someone would pull him in and give him a compliment, he would stop to receive it. I'm like, no, dum dum, they're trying to hustle your ass. But anyway, we, so we stopped to talk to this elder who was selling bracelets. And they were selling bracelets that were made of cloth, um, you know, kind of like those bracelets that are made of string and cloth and are braided or, you know, what have you, have all these different patterns. So nothing really, you know, eh, not anything, anything special. Definitely the kind of stuff that Karen and, and, and Gladys bring home for their godparents and their godkids and their kids and their grandkids from their little trip to Jamaica. Oh my goodness. Um, so anyway, I didn't really care. But then I saw that one of the bracelets that he was selling had cowrie shells on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. How much for this one? Let me see this one. And he's like, oh, five dollars, yada, 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 whatever. So giving the man the money, I take this bracelet, I put it on my, on my, around my wrist, and I realize it had five cowrie shells on it. It's a leather brown bracelet that has five cowrie shells attached and braided into it. And five is one of the numbers for Oshun. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, Oshun, you want me to go get that, that mermaid? Bet. Fine. I'll get the mermaid. Okay. No problem. So I, I was very shooketh. I was like, oh my gosh, she's here. She's really watching me. This is so crazy. I was really, really, really just like in the moment. And um, when I returned eventually to get that mermaid, I spoke to the elder for a little bit and um he told me about how he had recently you know his son had ascended into the realm of the ancestors and so i felt like spirit was really coming in to talk to him because he needed that healing too so we talked a little bit and when he was wrapping up the beautiful mermaid for me i said to him so you see the you see the mermaids in 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 the ocean in the ocean and the you know whatever and he says no not the ocean in the river and I said, wow, look at that. Look at the ancestors just speaking through through this man. He said, no, not in the ocean, in the river. And so when he said that to me, it was like the final seal of Oshun's essence because Oshun manifests in the river as well. She's a freshwater deity. And it, again, made me think of Mami Wata, AKA River Mama, as she's known in Jamaica. And so that being said, this was a trip I took back in 2019. Um, it's now 2021. Uh, so the legend of River Mama and Mami Wata is very, very, very present amongst her people in the islands. And I'm really happy to see that. 
Um, but she is very, very, very well known and very, very, very present. So I just want to shout out the mermaids and the black mermaids for Pisces season because, you know, they're around us and they're amazing. They're magical. Now, for our ancestral antidote, what has really come in really heavily is us ensuring that we are elevating our divination practices by returning to the basics like pulling a daily card, a daily tarot card, or reviewing your horoscope, or studying your chart a little deeper, or maybe even just meditating at your altar more often. But really what's the, the key element here is connecting the element of water on a really deeper level and doing any of those items that I just mentioned will really ensure that we are doing that. Um, also taking care of our water spirits, okay? So local ones, because um, we all have local spirits that are in the water, you know, people unfortunately have drowned and, you know, maybe they've taken their own lives into the water, like my ancestors have, because they decided to choose that freedom over the damn bondage, you know, so we all have our local water spirits, or perhaps you're someone who works with water spirits as I do. So that being said, we are being called by the ancestors to work with these items and elements on a heightened level, okay? So this can really, really, really help strengthen your abilities, your psychic abilities. We are all natural born psychics, I believe. It just takes us some time to heighten and strengthen and focus those elements so that we can re we can receive that, that gift, you know? So that is one thing that really came in from the ancestors. And something else they really wanted to point out was keeping our floors clean, okay? Pisces in the medical astrology field rules the feet and there was a really huge focus on the feet being given from the ancestors when I was <laughs> writing down these notes and this was the message the ground we walk in and we walk on is what is carrying us through our day okay the floors within our home can say a lot about our character and our current state of being there's a saying that my mother would say and our elders would say, which was make sure you don't leave your bag that has your wallet on the ground. And this was considered a way to keep the prosperity away. If you put your, if you put your bag on the ground, you're gonna take away your, your prosperity, they would say to us. Now, however, if your floors were literally washed and blessed with intentions of prosperity, that is a different story. So if we are walking on floors with this energy, and if we choose to put our bags down on the floor on this floor with this energy, it can really lift our spirits, our team, and our own, which overall lifts the aura and brings in that prosperity energy, okay? Many of us are home right now, most of the time anyway, walking on our floors. So it's really important that we remember to keep them clean. So this is, I mean, as humans, we should be doing this anyway, but especially during Pisces season, make sure your, your floor and them are clean, clean, clean. Complete in abundance and prosperity floor wash, okay? I've shared this before with my coven already a long time ago, but I'll share with you now since they said it's okay, my spirit team. Um, now, this is, again, a very pretty simple floor wash and is not necessarily the final product that I would create but you can enhance it yourself too and add and, and, and add or remove things that you feel fits. So for this, all right, get your notes down, pause this if you need to, and then replay it again. You're going to need five fresh lemons, five cinnamon sticks, 
five small to medium bunches of parsley, rosemary, and lastly, Florida water, okay? You can wash your floors before you, you know, you use your floor wash uh, if you'd want. And, you know, doing so with a strong cleanser like diluted bleach, ammonia, or white rum if you're from the islands, all right? Um, but really ensuring that our floors are clean and taking care of our feet in general. So, you know, things are slowly starting to open in the 3D realm on my side here where I am. But maybe for you guys who are listening, potentially the, the, the stores are still closed. But you can definitely have this at-home spa day for yourself. And, you know, just 10 more time to your feet because they do a lot of work. Um, but really focusing on the floors and the abundance of our floors was a really important thing for the ancestors to point out. So I really hope you guys complete that. Anyway, my loves, um, this was a long episode and I thank you for listening to this to the very, very, very end. And I just want to say happy, happy, happy Pisces season, happy end of Mercury retrograde almost. Okay. The time soon come. And um, there is so much abundance and magic coming in, you guys. So really keep your faith and hold your health, your, hold your head up high so that your crown does not fall over, beloveds. And with that, I give you love, light, shadows, and depth. One love, peace.